Welcome to Learning Through Math, the podcast. I'm Laura at I Teach the Why. I'm Karina at Mrs. Cousins 5. Our mission is to inspire ourselves and others to keep learning and improving with passion. And hugs. You can find us at learningthroughmath.com and on Twitter at Laura and Karina. Come and join us on this journey of learning. Thanks for joining us. We are recording this in November of 2022. And welcome to episode 93, How Do We Get Teachers to Want to Learn? You know, I have to tell you something. When we decided what we were going to talk about, I don't think you know this, but the second time I was on the Make Math Moments podcast was episode 93. So 93 oh, really? is like, yeah, super special to me. <laughs> yep, I'll link that one in the show notes because in that one, it was kind of a continuation of the first time I was on in episode 46. Yeah. So yeah, 93. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Um, so first, we want to give a shout out to our friend on Twitter, Tad Wantanabe, and he engages so much with our episodes. Karina, you and I both know, like, he'll write blog posts about yes. our episodes. Yeah, it's so, so cool. Honored. We are. And and I know he engages with Pam Harris a lot, you know, on Twitter, but Tad, we just want to say thank you for being a listener and thank you for taking that time to do such deep reflections on our episodes. That means so much to us. Yes. And we loved when you came to our book club as well. So, you know, don't be shy. Come back. Come back again. We're still there. (laughs) Uh, Do you have a reflection for this week, Karina? As you know, I tried some thin slicing questions in my class. Oh, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Um, as always, when you try something new, it's always kind of disastrous. And I feel like it's, it's not like that it necessarily was a disaster. It just didn't go as well as I had hoped it was going to. And that could be, you know, my own, my own fault because of the way that I presented it. I kind of just wanted to get into it. And I don't think I, I led into enough background with division. We were doing dividing. So I think that my question set was was solid. I think that I was good there. And I did post those questions on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I think that that wasn't the problem. I, I think that just kids didn't know enough about division or like there were just still so many misconceptions about division that I wasn't expecting. Like that when you write out 27 divided by nine, it's not the same. Like when you write it out horizontally, it's not the same as nine divided by 27. And that was, that just struck me, right? Like that was the, just the notation of it wasn't, they, like they didn't, they didn't know, they didn't know how to do, do that. But of, and think, then of course I was a little was, frustrated because then standard algorithm showed up right away. Well, I was I was going to say, do you think it was because there were decimals involved and that just there weren't decimals? Them? Oh, it was just whole numbers. Oh, yeah, oh. yeah. We're just doing whole number division. We're not even. Oh, and it was twenty seven divided by nine. Like it, I, I was trying to use because I was using by zeros, right? So like looking at the pattern. So twenty seven divided by nine. If we know that that's three, then two hundred seventy divided by nine. Then we should know that that's thirty, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. 
Oh. But that, yeah. So it was, yeah, yeah, it was a struggle. It was a big struggle. So I don't, anyway, so it was, it wasn't the best, but uh, then I did another, a few days after that, I I did where it was just a, like a word problem and I kind of did thin slicing through that. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what it was because it's been like a week since I've been in school right, <laughs> because right. with hurricane and, and I was out, Maybe. I was in Georgia in oh, for a dance competition. Oh. So I've, I haven't been, I've literally haven't been in school with students in front of me for a week. So <laughs> It's been a little chaotic. So I don't really remember what problem it was that I did, but I know that I I changed the numbers in the solve and share that we use. Mm-hmm. I changed the numbers in the hopes that I could thin slice it up. So that I, I feel like I was getting a little bit better, like more comfortable with it. So I think it's just a matter of just continuing and it'll it'll get better, but there's still oh, there's still so much work to do. <laughs> You know, so it's okay. It, it it's okay. It's okay. I'm staying optimistic. <laughs> uh, but there's a lot of work to. There's a lot of work to do. A lot of so. understanding for them to to get right. Like Oof, yes, yes, <sighs> yeah. Well, my reflection. I'm going to try to stay as calm as I can right now. Two weeks ago, I had to go to a meeting and I do, we do, you do was brought up. And there was also other people in the room who are coaches and don't take the time to learn the math. Right. Which is, oh, it's just infuriating to me. Like that's part of my job. I better know that math so I can help you, the teacher, understand the math so that Absolutely. the kids understand the math when they do it and you're not thrown for a loop, right? Right. Which is why one of the reasons we wanted to talk about this today, about how do we get teachers to want to learn. Um, People, I'm going to tell you, we don't have the answer to this. I don't think anybody has the answer to this. We're going to throw out some nuggets, but I, I don't know other than like literally lighting a fire under their feet, like literally, you know, you can't pressure them into, look, we all have 24 hours a day. It's it's not like time is infinite. It's not. So we have to make decisions to what to do with our time, right? Right. You know, time is money. Same thing. We have to decide what to do with that money that we earn with the time. It's just, it, it was a very frustrating meeting to be at. Right. But here's some good news. As of the time of this recording, we only have one week and one day until our week off for Thanksgiving break. Yeah. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And I do have some, I have some good news too. So we've talked about this for a while and I finally uh, was able to do it now, I think like two weeks in a row where I'm posting. Okay. So we post- Yes, we post on Sunday the episode because the episode gets released on Sunday. So there's a post on Twitter that goes up just giving the link of the episode and then all our shout outs and all our tags and everything. And then on Monday, I the goal was to post the challenge. So I've been doing that now two weeks in a row. Woohoo for me. Uh, two weeks in a row, Monday challenge. So look out for the challenge that's going to be posted on Monday so that you can 
respond to it and think about it during the week. And of course, if you want more information on that challenge, listen to the episode so that you can get more insight of what we're talking about. Then on Wednesday is Good News Wednesday. So Good I News Wednesday is that. for everyone. So any any Wednesday good news or any good news that you have, share with us. We'd love to know what's going on with you. And it can be anything. It doesn't have to be math related. It doesn't have to be classroom related. Go ahead and share with us your good news. And then Thursday, I'm going to try to make Throwback Thursday. So where we go back to previous episodes, previous goodies, and just remind you know ourselves of all the things that we've talked about. So that's you, my goal, Laura. I was going to say, you have some lofty goals there. Listen, I, I had this written out. <laughs> In my previous, so I we have two journals that I've we gone started through, right we start, right that I've gone through. We started it was in my first journal oh of season one. <laughs> that was the goal. So it only took me three seasons to get to get it. But here we are. <laughs> I'm gonna take it as a win. There's my good news. Better late than never. And you know exactly. what? I love how you're putting good news Wednesdays because typically people, you know, see Wednesday as that hump day. Yeah. So, you know, maybe just give us something. Yeah. Some good news yeah. on Wednesdays. I love that. Yes. Yes. I thought so too. Yeah. <laughs> now, if you don't do that, I'll try to remember to bug you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where's our Wednesday? <laughs> yeah, but I've learned how to make drafts for tweets, so that's easier. So I actually make make them all on Sunday, and then I just have it done and just post. And I know that there's other there's other things that you can you can like. I know there's some scheduling thing, an app that you can download, but this is just easier for me because I do it all on my phone anyway, like right. all the graphics. I do that all on my phone. So it's it's just so much simpler to just do it all in one shot and all on my phone. So I didn't even know that. Mm-hmm. And I didn't yep. even know that you could schedule uh, mail to go out until probably last year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey. that's, but that's relatively new. That's not That's not something that has been around for a while. So there in your defense. Okay. Well, you know, you don't know what you don't know. Exactly. Right? (laughs) So I guess that's a good segue into our episode. How do we get teachers to learn and to, you know, find out those things that they don't know, that they don't know that they don't know? Right. Well, first thing I'm going to share is when you find a good article, not just putting it in people's mailboxes, but maybe read the article at a PLC and discuss it right then and there, right? Yeah. Because I've, I've tried. I've tried to email articles out. I've put it in mailboxes, nothing. I get nothing back. But right. if they're quote unquote forced to do it right then and there, you know, then we have something to discuss. Right. And I think if you're going to pick an article to do, I think 13 rules is incredibly powerful. I think that don't say anything a kid can say, right? Is that it? Never say anything a kid can say. Yes. That one. That one's another one that is incredibly powerful. Like it'll change because those are the things that'll stick to their minds, right? Like when they read it, it'll be like, oh, right. I shouldn't, I shouldn't walk around with a pencil. Right. I shouldn't, I shouldn't, right. Isn't that one in there? Yes. 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 I shouldn't, if a kid can say it, let me have them say it, right? Because I remember those are all the things that go through my mind when I'm teaching. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, shut your mouth. (laughs) Yeah. 
And let a child say it. Let a student say it because it's just so much more meaningful when it comes from them. The third article I would always bring out, though, is from NCTM. It's avoiding the ineffective keyword strategy. That would Mm. be like my third go-to article. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have to bring all three of those out again and start doing them, you know? Yes. Uh, The second thing, you know, while they're trapped at a PLC (laughs) is showing videos, you know? Anything that gets them learning and thinking about something. So I've- I've And they don't have to be long. You know, you could even, you could even use Howie Waz- TikTok. Um, Thank you. Yeah. His short little TikTok videos, because those are, they're short, they're meaningful. They're, you know, he, he shows for a lot of things, he shows like a step-by-step, like why we do it this way and not this way, or why this has come, why we're doing it like this. So yeah, so good. Or Pam and Kim's math is figure outable math strat chat. Yes. Right. Totally do a strat chat in in a PLC. How would you do it? And then that goes back to, you know, I really like a lot of the activities that Jenny Bay Williams and John San Giovanni presented in the book, Figuring Out Fluency. There were a lot of great activities that you could use. One of my favorite Uh, And I think she tweeted about it or it was tweeted somebody's when they went to one of her presentations. Somebody could have been me. It It could have been me. (laughs) It could have been um, that one that where you have to pick, you have to say, here's a, here's a, a few questions, right? Which one would you use the standard algorithm for that one? So that activity is great. Why, why they have to like tell the reasons why they would use whatever strategy they would use. Right. And I think the more we give teachers opportunities to think like that, the, the better. Oh, going back to our last episode of what opportunities and experiences do you provide, right? Not just for yeah. the students, but for the teachers as well. Okay. So articles, videos, what about, well, book clubs, right? <laughs> right. Right. Absolutely. And, I mean, it takes one person to invite somebody else to say, hey, yeah. Come join us in this book club, whether it's in person or online. What about, have you ever modeled on the spot for somebody? Like maybe you're in a team meeting and they're talking about strategies. Have you ever, I mean, I have, yeah. but I'm wondering if right. you have. Yeah, it actually happened um, a few weeks ago in the in the photocopier room. Someone had asked me a question and I was like, oh yeah, th- th- let's talk about that. So it was um, decimal multiplication and the area model. How do you use the area model for decimal multiplication? So we talked about it uh, right there. Yep. You know, in one of the other episodes just that we recorded recently, we talked about on our Facebook memories how it popped up and we were doing decimal multiplication at my dining room table. Yeah. Well, I don't know, a week later, another memory popped up where you and I had the base 10 blocks and Mm -hmm. I wrote something like, Four hours later, we understand decimal division. <laughs> yeah, right. And that's 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 the thing is that it just it takes it takes time. It does. You know, like I feel confident in it now because it's been six years and that I've been, been doing it, and you under it's solidified, right? Those neurons, right. connected. Yes, and I've but it's it's a, it's not like a a one time and done kind of thing. It's a continuing to grow and learn, right? right. Watching okay. more videos, making more connections, using different tools, using different manipulatives, looking at it online, 
you know, with like a virtual manipulative, looking at it with real manipulatives in your hands. Like it's, it's just, it just continues. It's, it's not. It's because you 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 use it or lose it. Right. Right? And then you start thinking about, well, can I use maybe a different tool? Can I use a different representation? And then how does that connect to the ones I already know? Mm-hmm. So all of those connections, but it takes time. Right. And that's that's the biggest, I feel like that's the biggest enemy. That's the biggest challenge is time. And Always. especially in elementary school because, and it, I, I guess especially in my school too, and many schools around the country where teachers have to teach all subjects, right? That does go for that argument of being self-contained versus being departmentalized. It is harder because you have many things that you need to focus on and you can't just focus on one. But I I mean, I know plenty of, of middle school teachers who also don't put in the time or work in their one subject area either. Right. So, you know, so we, we have to figure out how do we, how do we get like yeah and but how do we get teachers to like be excited and be motivated yep i don't know well that brings me to another idea podcasts right yeah <laughs> right not yeah. that you know i share mine i don't i usually share right. like kyle and john's make math moments that yes. matter podcast i share pam and kim's math is figure outable podcast like those are my fa- my personal favorites so, of course, if there's a subject that comes up and I'm like, oh, my gosh, they just talked about this. Hey, yeah. you, you listen to podcasts? Oh, oh, well, check this one out. And I'll just text it to them. Right. right? And, and I mean, how many times do they actually listen to it? I don't know. But, again, it's, it's making the time to do that. Right. Not finding. We can't find the time. We have to make the time. Yeah. Have you ever done a true lesson study? I've never done a true, true true lesson study. I've done no, I don't think so. parts of it. I bet you you've done parts of it too. Um, especially when you were doing ELA at our previous school with the whole units of study with Lucy yes, Hawkins yeah. and people from the district or the region would come in and you'd all watch someone teach it and yes, go back. Yeah. And Well, they would have people from actual teachers college from Columbia University come down and they would, yes, they would do a whole lab. That was fantastic. I loved that. Yes. I ha- so we've done that in reading, but I've never done one in math. Yeah, me neither. Mm-hmm. We, we should definitely add that to your teacher cohort <laughs> list. Oh, okay. No? All right. I wrote it down from the other one. So you had um, action research and oh, now right. you need to add down lesson studies, like bring that up yeah. and see what, what could happen. Because I mean, hello, there's technology where people can zoom in or, you know, you could record it and everybody could watch right. it at the well, cohort and, meeting. And actually when you do a lab like that, you, you can bring your, your kids in and then watch each other, right? So you just need to team up with somebody because that would that would alleviate that was one of the problems, right? That we that I was telling you about is that we all have the same time for math. Right. So how do you how do you observe other teachers and collaborate if you're all teaching at the same time? That's not gonna happen. I know. So yeah, that would be one way to do it is to create like a lab session and just everybody gets I mean, not you can't fit five classes or six right. classes in one, but if you teamed up, at least you could do two, 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 you know, like that would work. Or you bring them all into the cafeteria first thing in the morning, right after breakfast, right? The whole grade. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> teaches a lesson and then you've got, you know, there's nine on your team. You've got eight of their teachers in there. I mean, obviously this would take a lot of planning, you know, ahead yeah. of time. 
Yeah. Okay. So remember at our previous school, the, when we were together, I would do something called Mingle Monday. And this would be mm-hmm. once a month where on a Monday when we didn't have a faculty meeting, a committee meeting, or a team leader meeting, we'd have like one extra Monday available. And I would bring out my Kagan structures for team building or community building. And I would do that with the teachers so that they could experience it. And then say, well, how could we also do this with content with different grades? And I haven't done it since then. Did I? I don't think I did it at my last school. No, maybe I can hijack a Monday. Yeah. If we have any extra Mondays. Oh my gosh. I'm trying to think. Forget December. That's already gone. January we have, we're not here two Mondays because the first Monday, it's New Year's Day, you know, celebrated or whatever, even though it's the second. And then we have MLK Day off. Yeah. um, Forget it. April. That's what I can do. (laughs) Well, maybe you do it a different day. Maybe Monday's not, maybe, you know, I don't know. I don't know when else. You don't want to do it Friday because no one's going to show up because then, you know, it's the end of the week. I know. You know, but there, and there's a lot of other ideas out there. And I plead with the listeners to share with us some ideas that maybe have worked at their at their schools because it is hard it's a ch- it's definitely a challenge I, but i do know that there's been like i I've, I've heard of you know like a coffee break kind of thing where you would go have coffee and then talk about it so i don't know if that's done like after school or before school like in the morning i'm not a morning person so that would not work for me <laughs> and plus i have kids so like that would be right. really difficult too so know. you know it's one thing or another and then i used to do I used to do like a Tuesday tech day where I would have I remember that like open session and I would invite people to my room, to my classroom. And just if they had questions or if they wanted to learn a certain, a certain thing on um, using Google, one of those, one of those Google apps, they could come in and, and learn, you know, like whether it was pre-pandemic. Right. That was right. pre-pandemic. Yes, it was. Google Thank God you did that. Classroom. I know. It really and some people even said, like, I'm so glad that I participated in that mm-hmm. and came to your classroom for a few of those because I felt that much more prepared when we went all virtual. So that was really helpful. So like little things like that, but you could do like a math, you know, something. I don't I don't know, maybe. Um other things that I've seen on Twitter and I've heard about as well from previous years is called potty PD, which is kind of cute. <laughs> or another one that I actually I saw while I was searching for this was um, tech while you tinkle. So that was cute too. <laughs> so all it is is a is a piece of paper that has like a it's like a poster, right? Just a paper printout, and it's printed out and just put in the bathroom so that some you have reading material while you're in the bathroom. So I mean, it's just using your time wisely, right? Right. And imagine if you put like a which one doesn't belong or something like that in the bathroom just to get teachers thinking some kind of strategy right like from yes. the figuring out fluency book you know or or like Pam Pam does you know as she's been doing lately she's been doing which one would you prefer which strategy would you prefer to to print out that tweet that she does and then just put that up at least it gets people thinking. You know, I, right. I'm just thinking about that right now. And I think that that's a great idea. You don't need to collect responses. You don't need to find out what people were thinking about it. But you know that they'll be thinking about it. So. Or you could say, you know, shoot me an email or, right. you know, grab me in the hallway, you know. <laughs> yes. 
Let's chat. Let's chat. (laughs) Well, I mean, those are all great ideas. And I just, I, I hope someone out there, more than one person, has even more ideas that they can share with us so that we can share it with all of our listening community. Okay, listeners, our challenge for you this week is to let us know how you get teachers to want to learn that are around you. Thanks for joining us. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast and give us a five-star review on your favorite podcasting platform. We invite you to join the conversation on Twitter by using the hashtag learningthroughmath. We'd love to hear your feedback. Make sure to tag us at Laura and Karina. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. To you too.